Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. Now this one to the kids and to the girl with the angel face and the devil heart. You know, Sarah, I'm going to feel Chaka the most and you will come play as you feel in the case. Stop up my own. Get it. I know this little girl, her name is Maxine. Her beauty is like a bunch of rose. If I ever tell you about Maxine, you own that say I don't know what I know. <laughs> but murder, she wrote. As you know, Justin, I was going 24-7-365 over the weekend, even calling in from Juve, an all-night festival that should not exist. It's absolutely ridiculous. In advance of the West Indian Caribbean Day Parade, which was uh, on Monday. Imagine, you have a festival in which you are assigning thousands and thousands and thousands of cops. Triple overtime, platinum time, they don't mind. They get to cluster all together. They're making a lot of money. And for a bunch of young guys running around who are looking for young fillies, young women, so that they can pin them down and dagger them which is to simulate sex, or Justin, as I had mentioned, the song that Wrong Way, Lou Rufino will never play. It's a disco song, Push, Push in the Bush. And as I was walking around during Juve, looking at all these cops and saying, what a waste. How come we're not protecting everyday real-life people in the streets and especially in the subways? I'll get to that momentarily. So I was on with Dominic Carter 3 a.m. to 4 a.m. describing Juve and the incredible waste of police resources. If you just cancel that and say, hey, you're not getting a permit. Sorry. You got three days of festivities all during the day. Culminating in the parade on Monday, Labor Day, every year. Starts at 11. Ends at about 5 o'clock. But the real business of thuggery starts at 4 o'clock when all the politicians are out of town. You know, you need to go to my Facebook page now and you'll see how I and the Guardian Angels were welcomed at the West Indian Caribbean Day Parade. We're not fair weather friends. We've been there for years, for decades, with familiar faces. Not like typical politicians, you know. They're running for office, and then all of a sudden they discover the West Indian Caribbeans, right? They know the Fugazi politicians. And as I was working the crowd for the very first time, I got a sense 
to the West Indians and Caribbeans who had always embraced Eric Adams as their own. State Senator who had represented Crown Heights and Bed-Stuy do or die. Borough President of Brooklyn. A guy who chooses, chooses on a regular basis now to speak on Caribbean radio and not with Sid Rosenberg in the morning. And basically it shut out a lot of other media outlets. So you would think if any crowd would be pro-Eric Adams, it would be the West Indian Caribbean crowd, all of whom are immigrants. Many of them are first-generation immigrants. And as I worked the line both sides of Eastern Parkway, it was clear whether they were TNT, Trinidad, and Tobago, whether they were Barbadians from Barbados, whether they were Jamaicans, whether they were St. Vincentites, uh, whether they were from uh, Antigua, it didn't matter. They were pissed. They're saying to me, Curtis, I don't understand. I had to wait three, four, five years. I still have family members back on the island who'd like to come and join me so we can keep the family together. We had to go through the regulations, which are extensive, and they should be extensive. And now I see people, they just walk in and they get everything. Everything that I have to work for as a nurse, many of them are nurses, everything that I have to work for as a maintenance man, many of them are involved in maintenance. Man, they were pissed. And I will bet you, Lou, that uh, Eric Adams was watching us work the line on both sides of Eastern Parkway with one of those drones. And then at approximately 4 o'clock, you will soon see Nancy will post on my Facebook. You need to go to my personal Facebook to see the pictures of the West Indians and Caribbeans talking with me, appreciating the fact that I and the Guardian Angels have always been there for them. And at 4 o'clock... We were approached by members of an elite NYPD unit of whose names I still have not acquired. I have the pictures. And Lou, they told me and the Guardian Angels to get off of Eastern Parkway as if we were the gangbangers. Incredible. I realized that this was a potential confrontation. One of the police officers, an African-American with a baseball cap, put his hands on me and tried to force me to get off the street. I did not resist. I knew what this was about. I will bet you Eric Adams was watching from a drone trying to incite the confrontation. Other police officers, not part of this unit, came running around telling them, what are you doing? This is Curtis. He loves the police. Hey, what are you doing? But they had their assignment. They were going to be good soldiers of Eric Adams. And I realized at that moment, my guys behind me, the Guardian Angels, were ready. They were going to defend me. And I said, no, 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 no. We'll save this for another day. And so I retreated. Yes, I did. I found an opening in the fence and went on to the side street, the south end of Eastern Parkway. And I could tell there was potential confrontation in the air. You could just tell. You've been... I've been doing this so, for so long. I could see that a lot of the young men were squaring off. They were eye-fornicating, mad-dogging one another. And then all of a sudden, within minutes, shots were fired. The crowd went running. Some others were knifed. The battle was underway. 
And as much as Eric Adams is taking a victory lap and claiming, oh, you know, the violence happened after 4 o'clock. Well, of course. That's when the violence always happens on the day of the parade. The politicians have all vacated. They don't want to be out there. They don't want to see the young men who are ready to settle those scores. I know that. That's why we're there with the guardian angels. Forced off the street at 4 p.m. The mass majority of police were confronting this special unit, of whom I'm going to get their information. I've got the pictures, obviously. When we were in the middle of that beehive of activity, that was not the time nor the place to start asking for badge numbers and names and all that. No, 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 no. But to me, it was clear that somebody had to have ordered this. And the one who runs the police department is Eric Adams. Everybody knows that. It's not Phil Banks, who is a unindicted co-conspirator who should never have been uh, appointed deputy mayor of public safety. He was never a position like that, except back in the Dinkins years. Judge Marlin filled that position. Hey, how did that work out during Dinkins, huh? Confronted in front of the crowd that was perplexed, surrounded by friendly cops in uniform who were asking these special division cops, what are you doing? Curtis Sliwa and the Guardian Angel help us every year. They stay behind when violence breaks out. These cops had their orders. I don't hold it personally against them. They were wearing baseball caps. They had special ID. They were in uniform. And they were accompanied by a white shirt, African-American, a black police officer, Hispanic police officer, surrounded by others. I did what I thought was the correct thing to do. I led the guardian angels back. We retreated. There's no doubt we had to. Why would we have a confrontation with the police? How ridiculous. I knew that any moment that a confrontation was going to break out amongst the gangs that had filtered into the crowd. This is when they settle all scores. At the end of the parade, when the politicians have left. And I would bet you that with Eric Adams talking drones, 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 and more drones... And one of those drones was assigned to us. Very easy to pick us out in the crowd. There were about uh, 18 of us, uh, all in red beret, festoon, red uh, sateen jackets. You could pinpoint us. And no doubt the orders were given by Eric Adams. I truly believe that. Do I have any documentary evidence to that? No. But why all of a sudden, towards the end of the parade, we're there every year during the parade, at the end of the parade, because we're there to help the police. The majority of the people are there peacefully to enjoy their culture and their celebration. But there are a bunch of thugs who take advantage of that. We were there to stop the thugs. So I know you're listening there at City Hall. I know you're listening. Here's a guy who used to be your friend of hiking. He's a guy who endorsed uh, Eric Adams to be mayor over me. And listen what he has to say about you now. People are leaving. People are unhappy with the situation. Everyone I talk to, if they're not leaving, Sid, they want to leave. They want to get out. They don't see a future. And look, uh, Adams is the mayor. It's his responsibility to figure it out. His answer to the growing violence are drones. Really, we need police. Again, the lead story on every network should be the savage beating given to a 60-year-old African-American woman 
at 116th and Lenox Avenue in the heart of Harlem, right on the platform there, the local station, Friday into Saturday. This monster hit her with her own cane. He took her cane from her, hit her 50 times. When you look at this video, go to the New York Post post. It's gone viral now. 50 times. Nobody did anything. The token booth clerk, they're supposed to be out of their token booths. They're supposed to be station agents. Filmed it. Didn't know that I got it. And now it's gone viral. You think they caught this guy? No. Of course not, because they were too busy talking about drones as the answer to our public safety ills. And when we talk about all the violence in the subways, the increasing crime, they talk statistics. And what does the mayor say about subway crime? We have a safe subway system. Transit police officers, they have done their job. What we must do is remove the perception of fear. Cases like this aggravates the perception of fear. Uh, When you see homeless individuals with mental health issues not being attended to and given the proper services that add to the perception of fear. And so what our battle is in the subway system is fighting the perception of fear that cases like this could happen. And we're doing that. Yeah, with drones. Hey, Lou, can you run drones in the subways? What we need are freaking cops. We need police officers. We don't need freaking drones. Talking about this is the Riffin' Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Staten Island, which is the epicenter of the battle to keep the migrants out of your neighborhoods, keep the tents out of your neighborhoods, keep turning a no-tell motel holiday in without an express from housing uh, illegal aliens and obviously shelters that were meant for Americans who are down on their luck, including some uh, veterans. Most who are African-American. That was supposed to be for them. But it's all upside down, topsy-turvy. And I've been out there with many of you fighting this battle. And I must say that out of all the places I've been to, Staten Island is the epicenter of this battle. Staten Island has put together a complete coalition, and I'm advising all of you, if you want to join the battle and keep the migrants out of your neighborhood, prevent there being any tents or the use of a building or an old school or a shelter or a no-tell motel, you got to come on out tonight because the mother of all rallies is taking place And it's taking place outside of St. John's Villa Academy. St. John's Villa Academy 
is where the Alamo is, where everyone is taking the last stand. They will go no further. The city of New York had swore on June 14th in an article in the Staten Island Advance. They had said, even though everything is on the table, we can assure you that Curtis Lee was lying when he said that St. John's Villa Academy, a former all-girls Catholic high school, is being turned into a migrant center. My local Republicans there turned on me. We made up. All is forgiven and forgotten because we're all joined in solidarity, including Democrats. Yes, the Democrats have come on board. I forgive them all because this is far more important than petty issues and petty battles. We've hugged, we've made up, we've shaken hands, we're all together. Everybody is at these rallies, including some of the Democrats, although they don't want it known because of the retribution and retaliation of Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb in Albany and Eric Adams, swagger man with absolutely no plan except one plan to destroy Staten Island. There's no doubt about it. He realizes that's where the resistance is. And what they've done is they've combined forces. So you have the politicians doing their thing just this past Saturday. Vito Fisella, the borough president, had a press conference with mothers and children who were saying, wait a second, Thursday is when the public schools are open. Our children have to be fully vaccinated. Every vaccine that has ever been created, or they're not permitted to come in school. These migrant children have no vaccinations, nothing. And yet they're permitted an easy pass. Like in everything else, they get to jump the queue. They get to, they get prioritization. Now, who started that? Staten Island with Fasella on Saturday. Everybody knows that, but oh, you know, the children, the children. We don't want to talk about the children. You got to talk about them all. What an outrage. Parents out there, you should be outraged. Your children have been told. You're not vaccinated from A to Z. You don't come to school. And you you have no choice but maybe to homeschool. And then they'll break your stones if you do that. That's number one. Number two, Staten Island has a phalanx of lawyers. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting his last name, Dominic, and his legal staff. They're working overtime. And not just on behalf of Staten Island. They're working on behalf of other boroughs, too. When it comes to federal parklands like Floyd Bennett Field, when they're filing in court against them putting illegal aliens into Fort Wadsworth in the shadow of the Verrazano Bridge in Staten Island, it's inclusive to Floyd Bennett Field. They're not just Staten Island-centric. Through the efforts of John Tobacco and Scott Lebedo, who lead the rebels, I'm part of the rebel faction. They are helping everyone who needs help because they understand that their battle is everybody's battle. We have to save the city. We have to save the state. We have to save the country from this continual invasion. That's what it is, an invasion. And, of course, there are the rebels. And remember... When I was proven to be correct and I attended that first rally, it seems a lifetime ago. It took me a half hour to reach the podium because everybody was apologizing. Curtis, we didn't believe you. We thought you were lying. Everyone said you were lying, including City Hall. 
But it turned out you were right. If we had listened back then in late May, we could have prevented this. We could have preemptively prevented this. And I said, let's not worry about what was. Let's put into place what is. And immediately the rebel faction, they said, you know what? We had the thrill of victory two Fridays ago in the morning when the lawyers went in and got a temporary injunction on the housing of the illegals at St. John's Villa Academy. But then by 5 o'clock at night, the Corporation Council sent in by Eric Adams to find a friendly judge in the appellate division on Brooklyn, got that reversed temporarily. Still, there's going to be a court hearing next week in Staten Island. But it allowed the city to send the illegal aliens back in. And boy, they tried. And they've been trying generally overnight. They think the residents of Staten Island, they are going to go to sleep. Well, guess what? The Grandma Brigade, the women are there 24 hours a day with their lawn chairs. They formed a blockade. There's only one way in, one way out. The cops realize that. They're not going to start arresting grandmothers and mothers who at times during the day have their children and grandchildren out there, but then at night they're solo. And listen what happened when, under the cover of darkness, about 2, 3 in the morning, they tried to sneak illegal aliens in from the Roosevelt Hotel on an MTA city bus. Illegal aliens are not welcome on Staten Island. We will make every day. That's right. What are you, how are you going to stop women, mothers and grandmothers out there? The police looked at them. Their commander said, separate them. The police look, I, I don't want to be arresting grandmothers and mothers. Look, they refused orders. I can say that declaratively. I saw the video. I saw police refusing to restrain the grandmothers and the mothers. And do you know those illegal aliens stayed on that van and bus? You saw that, Justin, right? They listened. They may understand a few words of English, but they understood Manhattan hotels. When you're in Manhattan, it doesn't seem to care, except they grumble and mumble. They don't organize. You stay at a hotel. You stay at the Roosevelt Hotel. You stay at the Milford Plaza. You stay at the Paramount Hotel. You stay at the Watson Hotel. And even though local residents and businesses, they squawk, they don't want to organize. They're weak. They're feckless. Oh, we'll be called xenophobes, racists. <laughs> you lost your manhood. You lost your ability as Americans to recognize you're getting screwed over by your politicians who are fighting amongst one another. Adams is fighting with Hochul. 
Hochul is fighting with Washington, and Washington is saying, F you, citizens, F you, Adams, F you, Hochul. They're there to represent us, not illegal aliens. I want you to play that again, please. I want you to hear, ladies. You want to organize, you get grandmothers and you get mothers out there, and you blockade, you surround these migrant centers 24-7-365, and you let these politicians like Eric Adams know you want to arrest grandmothers and mothers? Go for it. Illegal aliens are not welcome on Staten Island. We will make every day. I'm happy for you. We are going to be here every day until you go back to Manhattan. Every single day we will be here protesting. You are not welcome on Staten Island. Go back to Manhattan. You'll get a hotel room. You'll get a hotel room in Manhattan. And you'll be welcome in Manhattan. Just remember, I will be out there tonight, the third rally. This will be the mother of all rallies. If you want to learn how your community can stop the migrants, the tents, the shelters, the hotel, motels being converted, come on out tonight. Join in solidarity with the people of Staten Island who have said, no, this is the Alamo. This is the, it stops here. It stops here in the city, in the state, and America. America needs to be watching Staten Island, and I'm proud to be one of the leaders of the rebels. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and By the way, I had to take a pit stop yesterday, Justin. Uh, you know, I've been how many hours going straight? About 36 hours broadcasting here. It was out for Jouvet and Crown Heights. And then about towards the end of the parade, before the cops ejected me at 4, I stopped at 770 Eastern Parkway, World Lubavitcher headquarters. And the cops said, hey, they're not going to let you in there. I said, are you kidding when you weren't even birthed, I was out with the Guardian Angels for three months, morning, noon, and night, saving the Lubavitch from the attacks of the Crown Heights pogrom. And the Lubavitch welcomed me. It was like, hey, I was one of their own, right? I know where the Bacouts is. I've been there many times. The cops, oh, we apologize, Curtis. Uh, we weren't even born yet, right? That's right. Oh, is that? oh, yeah, that's right. Right before Rudy got elected mayor, thank God. And ended that nonsense. That was the, uh, just about this time, August, September of 1991. I can remember it like it was yesterday. But anyway, let me get back on track. 
I confronted Rabbi Joe Potashnik this morning here at the studios at WABC, and I said, oh, I understand that Eric Adams is going to be hosting a roundtable with you and 40 other big machas. He's created a Jewish advisory council, and he claims it's the largest Jewish gathering for any mayor ever in the history of New York. Hey, really? Really? You know it's all for show. You're going to tell me that Eric Adams was more pro the Jewish community than Mike Kumbarichi, Rudy Giuliani? Of course he wants to create that facade. And the 40 of them are there. And, hey, look, that's Rabbi Joe. I, I confronted him uh, today, and I said, and you guys aren't going to demand an apology for what this, this former supporter of Louis Farrakhan said that that elderly Jewish woman, survivor from the Holocaust in Washington Heights on June 28th, 2023, when she dared stand up in a community meeting and chastise the mayor about rent control, rent stabilization. And notice how viciously Rabbi Joe and the rest of you big mockers attacked a Jewish woman who had escaped the Holocaust. Okay, first, if you're going to ask a question, don't point at me and don't be disrespectful to me. I'm the mayor of this city, and treat me with the respect I I deserve to be treated. I'm speaking to you as an adult. Don't stand in front like you're treating someone that's on the plantation that you own. Give me the respect I deserve and engage in the conversation. Up here in Washington Heights, treat me with the same level of respect I treat you. So don't be pointing at me. Don't be disrespectful to me. Speak with me as an adult because I'm a grown man. I walked into this room as a grown man, and I'm going to walk out of this room as a grown man. I answered your question. Isn't that interesting? Farrakhan said... Remember, it was Eric Adams in the early 90s who followed Farrakhan would actually go up to the mosque in Harlem with his very dear friend, Conrad Muhammad, who ran the mosque. Farrakhan said, oh, the Jews were the slave owners. The Jews were the plantation owners. Notice, he says that about one of your own, a Jewish booby, Zeta. You let him get away with it. You didn't even make him apologize. You didn't even publicly condemn that. Imagine if it was somebody else, right? Oh, the Anti-Defamation League would be out there. We want an apology. And then he added insult to injury on the stage. Now, the Reverend A.R. Bernard, Rabbi Joe Potashnik's partner, he doubled down on it. Listen to what he said, because he is basically saying, I don't take nothing from nobody, including no Jewish woman. And she would say to me, Baby, don't you ever let someone disrespect you. And no matter where I am, mommy transitioned almost two years ago, but I hear her every time someone thinks they're going to step up and disrespect me. Mommy said, don't you ever let someone disrespect you. You better stand up, boy. As my son would say, you better recognize. When are you Jewish markers going to stand up for your women, one of whom was disparaged. He doubled down on her. He never apologized. So you're going to go and meet, and you're going to have a photo opportunity, and he's going to lobby you. You know what for? Because he's going to sign a no-bid contract with that Israeli firm for drones. Instead of hiring cops, he wants drones. 
Well, guess what, big machas, tuchus kisses of Eric Adams, led by our own Rabbi Joe Potashnik. Ask him what he's doing about that black woman who was viciously beaten with a cane on 115th in Lenox. He hasn't even mentioned it. By this modern-day barbarian who escaped, no police. What is he going to do, put drones in the subway? Show some culions! Show some webos! Be a man!